0: I will not mention the skunk that tries to force himself on the cat, okay? Promise. You ready? Okay, let's get into this. Three, two, one. Hey kids, welcome back to another exciting episode of No Subs, No Dubs. I'm your host, Casey Kidd. This week, we are going to be talking about Playtime, a 1967 movie. First off, for the new new listeners, if you don't know what No Subs, No Dubs is... It's a podcast where yours truly. I watched a movie, a foreign flick, or as they're as they like to be called now, an international film. It's a little bit more prestigious, a little more PC. And I watch it without the subtitles. I watch it without the dubs, and I don't even speak good English, right. So with all of that, I do the lost in translation viewing of this movie. And I don't know what's happening. So I try to do a breakdown for you. I try to spoil the movie. Attempt to spoil the movie. And then attempt to review it based on that viewing. And that's the idea for the podcast. This is a French movie. A supposedly classic French movie. Oh, And also I don't do, like, research. So if you're going to be like, who's the director or something like that? I don't know. I don't want to... potentially spoil the the viewing experience for me by knowing anything about it so I don't do a wiki wiki look through which is what I assume most of these movie reviewing podcasts do is they they go on wikipedia and just be like aha that's the production notes aha that's what happened this movie costs this amount of money wikipedia says oh uh by the way baka boy over there my producer the ethereal producer, as he's been called before, whatever that means, he's just, he's looking down at his arm, like, tapping it, you know, he's doing some sort of mime thing, but I think it means hurry up, get on with it, oh, no, he's looking back up, and he's, like, doing some, oh, okay, plug, so Buckboy's Boy's telling me to plug some shit, uh, I'm sorry about this, twitterx.com, you know how, like, it used to be called form Flick. And now it's international film. Uh, Twitter was not PC enough, so they went X for some reason. So x.com slash no subs, no dubs, pod, P-O-D. That's where if there's a new podcast coming out, we'll just shoot it out there. If you want to join, follow, subscribe or something like that, that'd be pretty cool. And then patreon.com slash no subs, no dubs for this movie did our first impression our first 10 minute like well 15 or so minute just the kind of review portion of it so maybe you'll sit kind of right that was the first viewing the non note taking viewing and then this is a speaking after taking notes kind of letting it marinate a little bit letting the juices suck into my bra- my brain matter right and just go okay what did i really think of this this French movie. You know what I said? And I, I still kind of go with the impression. You listen to the impression. It's kind of like the review without all of this and without the, here's what happened. Here's what happened. Here's what happened. Okay. It's just, this is what I'm thinking right after watching it. So if you, if you want to spend the money, that'd be cool. $2, $2 a month trying to support this Do one, two episodes, podcast episodes every month if we can we can handle it. Alright, all of that. But the the point I was saying is with that impression, I drink some tea. I have I've got water here, by the way. I've got uh IQ enhancing water. So hopefully it helps with this podcast. Don't feel too much smarter, but you know, maybe it takes a little bit, you know, to go into your stomach and boil. So for that impression, I watched the movie and then I was like, I want to make some tea, right? This is a French movie. So you kind of think tea. It's not an English movie. England, you're like, I really need tea. But for some reason I thought I need tea and it was kind of sleepy. So it was like sleepy time. And I was like, ah oh, crap, I got to do the impression. So at the last minute I threw out the sleepy time bag. I'm like, you're done and i put in earl grey because i couldn't think of a french tea and the earl grey and the sleepy time give me that kind of fuzzy brain space where i'm like this is exactly how playtime felt and that that's if you want to stop there that's a good enough review that's pretty much playtime but let's let's move on get into the step by step the spoiler spoiler alert the attempts at spoilers bringing out the notes. I'm going to be honest with you, not very coherent. These notes are not very good. These notes are more like bullet points. This is a very, this is kind of a weird one because even the classics and stuff like that, I haven't enjoyed that much. I'll, I'll be quite honest about this one. I enjoyed more than, you know, a typical classic. They had more of a Structured plot, whereas, like, I kind of understand it. This felt like a bunch of vignettes, a bunch of little things, kind of funny, but not Marx Brothers funny, but almost there. And it might have been because I didn't know what they're talking about. And also, the thing is, I watched this on Canopy. This is not me, um, uh, crapping on them or saying they're great or anything, I'm not paid by Canopy. It's just the, the streaming that I watched it through. However, with the subtitles, I couldn't just take them off. Like, I put no subtitles, and then it's still like it's on there. I was like, crap. So if you know how that is, I had to use the pillow method. And the pillow method is the TV's there, and then you take a pillow, and you put it on the bottom of the screen, and you try to make sure the subtitles are small enough that the pillow covers it but it also covers a bit of the screen so that might affect the review portion but that's that's a little bit later let's just get into what happens okay playtime notes all right it starts with these jazzy titles there's words and clouds and stuff and the music's coming in and you're getting kind of amped because you're kind of like ooh, cowboy bebop kind of music like all right i can get into this and then you see this big business building and the building kind of reminds you of 2001, like a, a monolith, a big stone thing that all the apes are looking at. The building is imposing and impressive and scary and frightening. And when we come into the building, and this is delightful. We get the nuns, the penguins walking down a hallway, and the, the little nun hat cap thing that they wear to hide away their hair it's got like little flaps on the side and it was like flapping about oh it's like you're watching and you go ah they got bird hats or something this is fascinating i i like this movie already and then there's a conversation with two old farts all right farts uh just an old couple fretting i right, wrote fret sorry old people you're not all old farts, but these these old people are fretting about something. And there's a janitor. They're in a, they're in a in like a modern business building. It's very clean, and there's a bunch of people doing stuff. And the janitor's this big guy, and he looks distraught. He's looking around like I don't have anything to do because it's too clean. He's got a bad situation going on. And then you hear over the intercom system arrivals and stuff. And you realize the building's like an airport. And I'm like, uh, the, what? It's an airport. Uh, Okay. So that's something. And then I got here. There was, uh, like this political guy walking about, getting his photos, photographs taken of him. He's walking around and he's getting a, a bunch of pictures taken. It's like, all right, well, I guess that guy's important. And then I don't remember really seeing him for the rest of the movie. He might have shown up like he could have been somebody and I just didn't understand or he could have just been like some sort of extra character and they just wanted to photograph somebody for a bit. There's a bunch of ongoing comings and goings, right? There's a bunch of people coming out and going out. And as far as I can tell, what happens here is the old couple has their discussion. I think the guy in that couple is a guy later on in this. I couldn't tell for sure. I don't know, but for sure there's vacationers that come from America and these are a bunch of old ladies and like one young lady named Barbara, and she's kind of a main character in this and they come from America and they're, they're visiting France, but what they don't really do is visit France. They just visit this office complex, this building area. I was like, okay, so they, they come in, they visit from the airport And they go to a bus. The visitors are, you know, speaking English and everything. So it's interesting. I wrote, they have such teeny cars is what one lady says. And they're going in this bus and they're all talking about and stuff. And they stop in the middle of the road, like a median area. And some old lady like gets off the bus and the the chaperone. Those French words, by the way, those sound French. Chauffeur, chaperone. I think they are. Well, he gets out and he's like, no, old lady, you don't just get out in the middle of a road, (laughs) right? So he takes her up, he takes her back into the bus and then we go away. And then that's when we're at this industrial park. What happens is like, we get a view of this doorman guy and he's trying to smoke and he lets in this older dude. And I think it might've been the old guy fretting with the, the couple at the beginning I'm not completely sure, but he's just this old guy coming in and he's like, I need to meet with some guy about a job or a proposal or some, some sort of business thing. And the doorman's like, all right, I'll take care of you. You just sit over here and I'm going to go to my contraption thing over here. It's a Jetson like giant computer thing and intercom system. And he starts pushing buttons like beep, 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 beep kind of thing. And then uh, he finally gets another voice to come through, and he's talking through it. And he's like, hey, there's a guy waiting for you. And the voice is like, oh, okay, I'll come. So they get done with their Jetson's machine, and he's having a c- cigar smoking moment. And the old guy who came in is like, "Ah, oh, get up. No, 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 You, you don't get up. We'll wait for this guy to come meet you. And you hear all these walking and stuff like that. And finally, down this giant long hall, the guy who's supposed to meet our old dude is just walks towards him, and he keeps walking and walking. And finally, they meet over. And it's an interesting shot. It's like it just goes on forever, right? But it doesn't go on long enough to be super funny, but it's just subtly. It's like, ah, that's, that's a lot of clopping noises. There's a lot of walking noises. Pretty funny. That's the thing about this movie. It's the sound. That's really. If you're into ASMR or something, you like those. What the fuck is with that, by the way? Uh, at all. <sighs> 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 oh. <inaudible> that kind of stuff. Like, people get off on that. If you, this movie is one of those. There's a bunch of sound. All right, getting off track. What happens next? He meets with this dude. We got the main We get like, the main guy. The main old dude. He's meeting with this guy, and then they're like, Hey, go into this meeting room. And then they leave the old guy. And he's just in there. And that's where I notice the sound stuff. The chairs all kind of plunk down. He sits in them, and it makes, like, that noise. And, it, and then he gets up, and it slowly comes back up. And it's like, Okay, this is weird. And then... Finally, some other guy comes into the room for some reason, and he's just fucking with his own suit. I don't know. That's the best way I can explain it. And he's making a lot of noise and it's coming in crisp. If you're one of these like guys or girls who loves noise, you know, like, I like the, I like the, that kind of stuff. You might really like this movie. Or, or it might be insufferable to you. You might be like, oh, it's it's too much. Or if you like noise and color and st- stuff being a certain way and the framing and shit, it's going to be good. If you like plot or stuff happening for a reason, I don't know. I don't think you'll like it. But if you like all that other kind of crap, you'll like this movie. So where where were we? Oh, it's like a slick floor moment. That was pretty funny. So the guy who comes in, he makes much noise and then is asked to like leave. And you're like, Hey, you go over here. We need you now. And the old man's like, uh, okay, just wait here more. I'll stand up and look out this window, this giant window. By the way, there's windows everywhere throughout this movie. It's like a movie all about glass and windows and reflections and mazes, and cubicles, and stuff like that at the very beginning of it. it very interesting. Very weird. But very interesting at the same time. Oh, and then the noises and the, you know, everything makes a sharp, exact noise. And the colors are very muted, but very, sometimes popping. There's posters When he's in this waiting room area, there's posters that look almost fascist, and they have a little bit of red, and the red pops out, and then when it comes later on, the night happens, and the blue, and the colors pop. It's a very visually stimulating movie. It's like what actually happens is he waits for someone, he's looking out a window, and then the guy walks behind him and just walks out through. And I was like, uh, okay. I thought you knew someone was here waiting for you. The doorman, he comes in. He's like, hey, the guy just left. What's the deal with this? And the old guy's like, oh, I gotta go get him. And then they're doing this whole cat and mouse thing around these business building. Honestly, it's like, it's like the visuals and all the, all the stuff is interesting. And you go, wow. And then you're like, but he's missing him. And the other guy's missing the other guy. And the old guy's going up an elevator and coming down. And he's like fumbling around. He's like, where am I? And that kind of stuff. It's it's this whole cat and mouse thing. And I don't know. Maybe it's a proposal. Maybe it's some sort of business thing. Or maybe it's some sort of uh, hiring thing. He goes into a boardroom for some reason. And there's a bunch of people, it's it looks so good and it sounds good, but it's just stuff happening. I, I don't know the plot. I just know this the old guy needs to have a meeting with this other guy, who's another old guy, but he's got a he's got a blue folder. And that's how it's the blue folder man. And they keep missing each other, and there's all these like little things, these little visual jokes happening there's a section in the business building where everyone's cordoned 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 off into their own little cubicle sections and there's back and forth and people are calling from cubicle to cubicle it's it's funny and it's like it's a little chuckle this movie's a little chuckle every once in a while you go hmm <laughs> the the nuns had it very promising. I was like, I like the flapping feathers uh, of their hats. Their their hats are flapping. The nuns thing was very funny. And then it kind of just was like, okay, you're losing a little bit of steam. It was still pretty good at this point. But that's all it was, was like a cat and mouse game for now. One of the things, and I'll I'll say that here, it was fascinating when they're looking through... The old guy who's trying to have a meeting, he's looking through glass and he thinks he sees the the blue folder, dude, but it's just a reflection, an optical illusion. So he goes through it and they keep missing each other. It is, it's interesting, but that that's kind of pretty much what it is. He gets in an elevator and doesn't know where he's going for some reason. I'm talking about the old guy now he gets in an elevator and it's like he doesn't understand how elevators work and then we we cut away from them for a little bit thank god and we go back to remember Barbara and I only know her name because it's in English there's Barbara and the old ladies who are vacationing well she wants to get a photo of France and she's trying to get a photo in this gray like business building area on the street and there's an old lady who has flowers and she's got gray, it's like a gray tint all around her. And Barbara's trying to take the photo, but everyone's walking through her photo. And she's like, what? I just, I'm trying to get a photo of real France. And it's just some old lady at her flower stand. And I'm like, good God. uh, It's like, this is not France. France is the Eiffel Tower. France is like f- French fries or steak, you know? It's not some sort of business building. So she's, she's struggling with the photo. And then interestingly enough, some air force dude comes over and he's like, I'll help you. I'll take the photo. You put away your camera and I'll take it with mine. It's like, well, what's the fucking point then? Are you going to print it out and give it to her? Are you just going to take the photo and put it on like your bunk that you can check out this uh, Barbara chick? Well, you know, I don't know. They got a base over there or something. Well, you're in your base sitting there whacking off or something I don't know uh cut that out Bucket boy you can't be dirty um so the ladies group they end up visiting some stuff I got some stuff here there's there's like a a trade show or something what is an office supply show um Buy some of this kind of stuff. Actually, it was kind of interesting. There's, there's a quote here. I was like, this would be a wonderful gift for my maid. I was like, "That that's hilarious. <laughs> okay. It was like a vacuum thing. I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, all right. And then there's there's some other stuff that they had at this. They had Greek-style trash cans that looked like little columns. I was like, okay, that's pretty great. And then there's, there's a display where... There's these doors, and it's like, slam the doors, and there there's no noise. It's like golden silence. It's like, you slam it. Uh, maybe that came into it or something. But the, the slam the door display is like, when you slam it, it, stops making noise. Well, the old guy who was stumbling and fumbling around, finally he gets there for some reason. He goes to uh, that trade show thing. I assume he thinks it's a part of the business building. He doesn't seem to be very bright at this point is all I'm saying. He comes in and he's getting talked to by the salesman who's like, look at these doors. These doors are amazing. Now imagine if you are PO'd and you're in the office and some client is in the other room, and you're very mad, so you decide that you're gonna slam the door. Well you can't slam the door because the client over there is going to know that you're mad, but you have to slam something. You don't want to break your fist on your desk. So you go over here and you slam this door and he walks out and slams it and doesn't make a noise. And then he comes back in and he slams it again and he's like See, you can be pissed at work all the time and your clients will not know because you slammed the door. But this Makes no noise. Something like that. And it's a misunderstanding because the guy's like, oh, that's fascinating. I don't have doors. I don't have a job. I'm looking for the blue folder, dude. And then the guy's like really kind of mad about it. He's like, get out of here. I would slam a normal door on you now because you've got no money. I think that's what it's about. And then they kind of leave. Another interesting thing. It's like a lot of little vignettes, a lot of little. The trade show thing is a great aspect of hey, you can have all these weird, interesting technologies. The guy's here. He's going through this. He's fumbling around. He doesn't know what's going on. The ladies are there. Barbara's there. They see all these different things. They're seeing fronts, right? But they're really just seeing like stuff to buy. But one of the neat ones is there's glasses. You can wear these glasses, but you can take one part up and put it up your forehead for some reason and you'll see that later on in the movie someone actually bought them i guess and just kept them i've got another note here there's some posters with buildings like the imposing building that we saw at the beginning of the movie and that we see throughout this and posters that say places like mexico or usa underneath them or stockholm and it's just the building with like a guy surfing or something in, like, color, or, like, I think Stockholm had a flower in front of it or something. Like, ah, okay, that was pretty funny. That's, that's the travel agency scene. They, they do a little bit there. And then pretty much after that, after that, this was the morning in the business area. And after that, everyone kind of leaves and it goes to night. The vacationer people, the people who are out there looking at France, the old ladies they all kind of leave barbara leaves our guy who's wanting his job who wants that guy with the blue folder to meet up with him he leaves too they go on a bus there's this is weird the bus has some cardboard people in it someone has a lamp lamp post and he brings it in the bus and then people start holding it thinking that it's part of the bus that you can stand up and then he moves and it's like oh you know so it's that kind of humor. It's like the, oh, mm-hmm. I see that. And that's not really relevant to the story, but that is the story. It's just stuff happening. And then it goes to night. And night, it, it starts becoming like, the way they filmed is really beautiful. It gets dark. The blues pop out. They They do this industrial scene, which is very, very good. And then we're following that guy who's looking for a job, and for some reason he runs into some some guy outside of his house, and the guy outside of his house is like, I parked here. I'm putting money in the meter. I know you, right? Why don't you come in my house? We're going to do this. I'm going to put up a projector, and we'll watch something. And they're like, okay, deal. I'll go into your house, and we'll do this weird miming scene for about 10 minutes. It's like, okay, and so they go into the house and there's glass everywhere. There's windows. So we're outside looking in, seeing the guy who was looking for a job, going to, I think some random stranger's house to watch something on a projector. Like there's a discussion or something that's happening. And then they get out the projector and they're going to watch something. And then our guy like slips and falls and then leaves. And that's pretty much it. Uh, as far as I can, I can tell. However, on the other end, because it's not just that scene on the other end, there's another window in the guy with the blue folder. He comes in there and he's having some discussion, probably with his family. He smacked himself in the face on a door earlier because there's glass everywhere. And it's like, you can't find out where you're even going. So he smacked himself and so he's got like a bandage over his face and he's talking to what I think is possibly his family. This happens and we are outside watching. One part is the guy who couldn't find the guy. And the other part is the guy with the blue folder and they're doing whatever their pantomime thing in their respective houses behind the glass. And we're outside And all we hear is like street noises. Now, this is a really interesting, if you want to make a art film or study film or something like that, you go, oh, this is really interesting. As far as what the fuck was going on? I don't know. All I know is our old guy, our protagonist ends up leaving the house. And I guess that was the point of that plot wise. I don't know. All I know is at this point he wanders some more. He gets to where this restaurant is opening up. And this the restaurant restaurant's opening up for the night and they're gonna have people come in. And this is where he finds the guy with the blue folder. I think his future employer that he wants to have as his boss or something. And they meet and they have a discussion. It's like oh, okay. And I guess the whole cat and mouse game is done, and now we've got a whole different situation going on. This is the restaurant, and we've got a different characters and stuff like that to deal with. We've got a doorman here who, okay, I'm not gonna go through every single little thing that happens in the restaurant and every little step by step after this, because my my notes get my notes get even more incoherent. From this point on. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try my best to keep this a little bit succinct. I'm gonna try my best to explain what I think is going on here. The cat and mouse thing is done. We've gone through the business area. There is a restaurant that's getting built. This is what I know. The restaurant's getting built, and they're trying to open it that night. There's an arrow that's red it looks good it's very chaotic in the restaurant the arrow that's red that's above the entryway to the door of the restaurant almost seems like inter here into hell right and then they open up the restaurant they've built it last minute they're fixing stuff as it's going the people come in and the it's like the occupancy thing or it's like You can't have more than 90 people here. They decide to bring in 180 for some reason. There's still stuff kind of falling apart, and there's still stuff that hasn't been made completely all the way that it should. There's a bunch of, like, little things that are really interesting in this. The whole finishing building the stuff while people are coming in, finishing some of the outside projects, fixing the dance floor, the last minute. They have waiters who serve this couple a fish, and they cook the fish like three times throughout the night. They, they cook the fish, and then they're like, oh, it's not ready, and they walk away, and they keep the fish out there. And then they come back, and they're like, oh, you wanted your fish? Let's cook the fish. So they, they cook it in front of them again, and then they walk away, and they're like, the fish is not done. And then they do it like one more time, and it's like burnt to shit. I'm you know, just watching that couple. I'm like, oh, this is horrible. And then there's another group of people coming in, and eventually the vacationers, Barbara and her team come in and everything. Sorry about it, the little bit of voice. It is really incoherent. I'm trying to trying to piece this together. It's chaotic. It's so many people, the dance floor is full. There's all these little things that keep happening in this. It, it just seems like the story at this point goes into the restaurant is trying to build up so it can all fall apart. There's dancing. I even wrote the the fish gets cooked again. There's the glass door ends up breaking and the doorman. He's holding on to the handle and he fakes it till he makes it. He fakes that the glass is still there as they swept up all the glass and he's holding the handle and letting people in and out and in and out. There's more people coming in there. Uh, The music is good, but it's so intense to the point where it's like, it's almost unbearable. There's HVAC trouble where there's a whole, there's a whole thing where a model airplane starts melting. It's like, it's up and then it starts going down because there's some problem with the HVAC, the architect is freaking out, or whoever the business manager or something. There's a bunch of like discussions back and forth, people are dancing. Finally the building starts falling apart entirely, but the party keeps on going. And honestly it's a it's a bit much. The music starts becoming annoying. It's weird the way that people are wearing their glasses. Remember I mentioned the glasses, how it's like one is on the eye correctly and one goes up the forehead. So you start noticing all these little things. And near the near the end, someone says, can anybody play the piano? And this is not Barbara, I guess her story starts finishing up because she gets up and she's like, I can play it. And she she plays the piano really nice and it's pretty and she's playing it to like all these people who are drunk and they're singing and the one lady singing. There's a guy who came in there who sang beforehand and he did some sort of performance that was nice, but <sighs> like I said, it almost got, that was the problem. It's almost like it got chaotic to the point where I couldn't quite follow a night. I wasn't, pausing it enough or something. I was, I, I, it was, it was almost for my, my brain to handle to the point where I was like, Oh no. And that's what happened. The beginning was coherent enough the next part. And I get at the restaurant, like falling apart and all this chaos in the set, even falling apart and them trying their best to make everything work perfectly, but it won't, and the party keeps going on and on with it, and there's a lot of little vignettes, there's a lot of little, hey, you look at here and you go, oh, that's kind of amusing, or oh, this is fun, however, at this point, it's like it just felt like it was drawn out, and I I think we can almost go to the review part of this, because at this point, it was Barbara goes to a drugstore. There's There's uh, more and more and more people. It's just filling up the scenes at the end of it. It, it's like nothing. Barbara meets with the guy who is looking for the blue, blue folder, dude, our protagonist, the old guy, Barbara meets him and they don't even have like a tryst or anything. He doesn't take her to see real France. It's almost like, Hey, you're here. And then, Oh, there's your bus. And then they get on the, she gets on the bus. He, kind of just fucks off, and then they're driving. Barbara and her group of people are driving the tour tourists, and they go round a roundabout, and they're just going around and round and round it, and then it's like, uh, okay, and the music's going even more intense, and it's day now. It's not night anymore because night was when the hellish restaurant scenes were happening. And then you go back into day and morning, and that's when they're going around the roundabout like a circus, and the music's pumping up, and then they drive away, and they're driving toward the airport. And that's when it pretty much ends with day turning into night. And that's the movie. All right, well, what what would this be? This, this is kind of like an a, addendum kind of situation. I know it just faded out... <sighs> let's see the thing about the podcast this week is playtimes is a very very difficult movie step by step to do and when I was recording it at the end it started to just fall apart like the movie itself is chaotic right because you get to the restaurant and all that stuff and everything's falling apart and my review was falling apart because there's no there, there's a story but it's that's not really the point, and I have a review portion that I recorded with the the podcast last night, but unfortunately, I, d- I don't think it did very well. So for the first time, possibly the only time, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to fade out of this. I'm going to say, hey, uh, thanks for listening. This is KCK blowing up all over this bitch. Take it away, Baka boy. I'll, I'll say that again. Uh, a little bit later. But for now, what we're going to do is we're going to fade this part again and for the outro, that's going to be the impression that we put on Patreon. Patreon.com slash no subs, no dubs. The recording right after watching the movie for the first time, we're not going to do this again for future podcasts. This is just specifically for this movie. And if, so... I'm going to throw that out there if you end up enjoying the impression. There's going to be more future impressions down the line. And for uh, a future movie, we're looking at The Cat Returns. So if you're into anime, it's going to be the first anime one that I'm going to watch. And then review step by step. This is what happens, the play-by-play and all that kind of stuff. I'm excited about it. This is supposed to be a pretty good movie. And... Yeah, that's that's idea. So this is where it's where it starts fading off, right? And I'm gonna say I'm Casey Kidd, the kamikaze kid, blowing up all over this big... Take it away, it away. Hey Patreon kids, this is Casey Kidd. No subs, no dubs. This is the Impressions podcast. Just came in here after watching Playtime, nineteen sixty seven movie, a French movie, a French classic comedy movie. And right now, just just watched it. had had a little bit of a drink. No, nothing um, nothing illicit. no no alcohol in this one. I actually had tea. Why well, I, I watched the movie and I said, what should I drink after this? Should I drink some IQ enhancing water? And I'm like, no, no. This is going to be a short one. I I don't need my IQ enhanced. So I just went with the tea, and I went with Earl Grey and sleepy time and i think that after watching playtime you would understand why you'd want both well first off if you haven't seen playtime go you'll know, pause this go watch it real quick and then come back and try maybe watch it without subtitles or just watch it in general and then come back and maybe you'll get you'll see okay that's why he's he's talking about it this way sleepy time because this movie. Made me feel like I need to go to bed. And then Earl Grey, because I needed that pick-me-up. And it's kind of European, right? I, I, I think it might be English. And this is a French movie. I don't, I don't know if the French have any sort of specialties to them. I know they got wine and stuff, and, like, French food is delicious. But you never hear of French teas. Anyway, this this can't be the Sides podcast. <laughs> This is the Impressions podcast. But that that's the mixture I had to drink after this movie. I had to be awake, yet want to go back to sleep. And that's kind of how I feel about this movie. You know what it, it feels like? It feels like you're watching ants bumbling and stumbling around. A bunch of ants just doing stuff. And the reason why I'm saying go watch it is, or you just wake the podcast comes out. I'm not doing a play-by-play on this. This is just the first viewing. I don't take notes and just come out here, do the impression, then come back uh, a couple days after it's marinated in my brain a little bit. Take the notes and then maybe that night or the night after, after marinate some more and then do the podcast. But the first impression, you know, has to come in. You have to, you have to have that, In your head, you have to go, oh, okay, this is what I'm feeling at this moment. And I felt like I was watching Ants, and I need to drink this weird mixture of a tea. And it was actually pretty delicious. My brain is kind of fuzzy from it. And that's kind of how I watch this movie. The, The thing is, the movie's good. It's very well made. It looks beautiful. The sound's good. And there's some stuff, there's some parts that in the podcast I'll go specifically to like these things that I really liked. There's some parts that I'll be like okay, if you are really interested in film or want to make film or are just like, wow, that is really cool little vignette. this movie's got them. However I I didn't love it. I, I didn't dislike it I liked it. I, I didn't love it, and I didn't love in the... It was one of those, in that classic, classic sense. It, it's almost like when... What's that frickin' movie? Citizen Kane, which I, I really do like a lot. And I wouldn't say I love it, but I can, I can see, okay, wow, this is good for that reason. This movie has that kind of vibe where it's like, wow, this is really good, this is interesting. They're doing a lot of stuff. I don't know how they did it all, but they, they did it. And I don't love it. <laughs> you know? I don't love it. It felt like I was watching ants. Like I said, they're going around in this office space area doing stuff. In the story, maybe it's more coherent if I had the subtitles on. Which is probably the answer to all, all my movie troubles. But I don't know if this one would be even more coherent. I think it would just be stuff happening. And for, as far as a movie where stuff is happening, it's good. Some stuff that happens very, very funny. You know what? It's too many notes. I think that's the easiest way. If you're going to criticize someone, you're going to criticize like uh, Mozart. You just say too many notes. Yeah, that's what it is. I'm just the, I'm the emperor in this, and I'm like, uh-huh. Too many you notes. Know, that's kind of where I'm at with it. It's the story. There doesn't seem to be much of a story. It just seems to be like stuff happens. Some of the stuff is funny. Some of the stuff is impressive. In the amount of work and effort and you know whatever the director was trying to say or the writer was trying to say with it it maybe something that has to do with like hey capitalism money is not good i don't know or maybe it's like i just want to put chaos everywhere it was what 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 would i say with it it was it was chaotic in like a in one of those picture book sense when you're at the dentist's office and you're looking to, through that book that always has the the picture done with all the figurines and, like, there's a bell and there's some flowers and then over to the side there's a fire truck and it's like, find the thimble, right? And you're looking around there's, like, chaos everywhere and you're like, I can't find – oh, there's the thimble. Ah, okay. And you're like, okay, so it's, like, pictured chaos that is put out there perfectly how they want it to be done and you end up enjoying it but you're still at the dentist's office okay so may- maybe that makes sense maybe it doesn't so i'm going to i'm going to have to write some notes i'm going to i'm going to have to write some notes for the review portion of this one too it was i i liked it parts of it were enjoyable and then parts of it was like this is just kind of going on and on and on and i don't know what they're getting at or what the story part is getting at with this. Part of me wonders if that just makes me stupid. Maybe maybe that's... Maybe, maybe you listen to this and you go, oh, okay, I paid $2. I paid $2 to realize someone didn't understand a classic movie. To be fair, I do not have subtitles and I do not know French. And then you might be like, well... You're even stupider because French is not that hard to understand. I go, ho, ho, ho. I know that part of French. I know enough to go, ho, 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 ho. You're you talking bad to me? And then I just know how to do a terrible French accent. But, yeah, it was enjoyable. I wouldn't say delightful. It was enjoyable. And if it was delightful, I'd, I'd push it up higher. At, at the moment, I am... I'm eyeballing a hard three, which is a good score. People think three, like three out of five, is just – no, hard three is a pretty good score. and Maybe even a soft four because with, I'll take the notes, I'll watch it again, maybe get into the details a little bit more, pause it up and start writing. And then I might go like, no, I think I was wrong. And it could go either way. I think I was wrong because I was too nice or I think I was wrong because I wasn't nice enough. I, I didn't see it. You know what I mean? And as the impression part of this goes, after drinking that wicked tea, after thinking about ants running around, bumping into each other and all this chaos and the picture book and like a Where's Waldo moment, you know what I mean? Uh, I'm just, I'm feeling that. Yeah. Hard three is about where I'm feeling at right now for this movie. And I will say if you, if you're wanting to go watch it, go, go check it out. It does look really good. The music's nice. Uh, there are some really funny little moments that you don't have to understand French to be like, okay, that's funny. And if there's a deeper meaning in it that you guys can sense from it, that, Maybe watching it with subtitles, you go, okay, they're clearly talking about this. I'll I'll say this. I think it has to do with something of, like, work being, I don't know, like we live to work, maybe. Or that when everything's falling apart around you, you just go in circles in a circus. I don't know. I don't get the point. And this is another eight and a half moment. Like, uh, feel kind of bad about it. I want to like this movie more, and we'll we'll see. Gosh, I I kind of wish I had Baka Boy here to just be like, cut all that cut all that shit out, Baka Boy, and just say, hard three out of five. Next. Anyway, thanks for listening. Thanks for the donations, the Patreon, two dollars a month kind of thing. Much appreciated. If you enjoy this or you like, hey, you know, lock it in a little bit, go in there with some notes at least with what how you want to review it. I will listen. I'll take feedback. If you completely disagree or something, I'm, I'm sure there's a comment section. Or if you agree and you're like, no, I understand. Or if you're like, i never seen it that way, but if I watch the movie without knowing what they're saying, I'd understand. Or you're an idiot, you know, comment or something like that. Tell other people – Obviously, all that kind of jazz. I hope you guys like this. I'm gonna keep trying to do these impressions. Try to get a little bit better about first, right after, and then reevaluating, reattacking, and then possibly in the future, maybe even uh, reimpression. Maybe watching some of these because this is what like the 22nd movie, and then we're just starting this. So maybe a reimpression of something old that we watched that and go okay maybe i was too harsh or oh i i get it or something like that maybe just a little extra something for you guys but that might be down the line a little while let we'll to see how this works out first and this is kind of just a coming together kind of thoughts kind of thing anyway much appreciated hope you have a good <laughs> have a good night I need a at least a sign off for the impressions. Hey, this is no subs no dubs impressions. I'm KZK the Kamikaze Kid, blown up all over this bitch. I can't say taken away, buckle.